so he could come falling down at any time, and then we get burned up like gremlins. Yeah, totally, like vampires. Yeah, same thing. Vampires and gremlins burn up. Well, gremlins, I think there's degree more sizzling, but that's usually because they're also wet when they hit them with the sunlight. Oh yeah, yeah. The vampires just kind of get crispy, turn into jerky. Mmm. I'll have the crispy vampire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking the stock teriyaki jerky. We went down the rivers. We crossed the plains. Over the mountains, we fought in streams. We went west. We trapped, we mined, we carved our names. With guns and axes, we sought our fame. Our destiny was manifest. And God helped those who stood in the way of business progress. And the USA. USA. Uh, fucking uh, Little House on the Prairie. I've actually I've, I've tapered off on that. Like I don't know. It just doesn't seem like a spring or summertime thing. It seems like <laughs> but hunker be- down be- in the winter when it's like raining and yeah. everything's depressing. I don't know why that would be, but, you know, you watch fucking Michael Landon kicking the shit out. Well, getting the kick, shit kicked out of him. But, yeah. But never saying die. And then the little horse on the prairie with the big, big cod, giant cock. Big swinging cod. Yeah. Well, now that we got that out of the way. Yep. Uh, hi. Welcome back to you. How the West is fucked. Was fucked. Not is fucked. Well, it is fucked. Still but. was. Mm-hmm. But still it still is, too. How the West was fucked. So, uh, on this week's show, uh, we're going to be talking about the Texas Rangers. So, what do you it know? is what I thought. Yeah. So what do you know about the Texas Holy Rangers? Holy shit, Peter Jackson was in District 9? What the fuck? That's crazy. Anyways, uh, yeah. What? That's what it says. He's in the cast. Top build. Okay. Anyway, uh, the Texas Rangers, they're still around, yeah? Yeah. They're the king shit of fuck mountain police officer people. Well, kind of. Law enforcement. Uh, Are you going to sing the uh, Walker, Texas Ranger song? <laughs> I don't think I've ever watched a full episode of that. I what? definitely have not. It's really off key because he sings it himself. He does? Oh, Are God. you fucking serious? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Is well, it- now all of you have to hear it. In the eyes of a ranger, the unsuspecting stranger had better know the truth of wrong from right. Is it kind of like a fucking Wesley Willis song? He's like, scream, scream Jack, let's scream. Scream, you low-down motherfucker. <laughs> On July 9th, 1994, I rode the 70th bus with damaging disharmony in my life. Just as when I was listening to my rock and roll, a mean schizophrenia voice whipped my ass with profanity. It made me cut off my CD player. Suddenly, I started to rave at the bus driver calling him a jerk. Verbal assault, verbal assault, verbal assault, verbal assault. On July 9th, 1994 at 9 o'clock p.m., I rode the 66 Chicago bus raving. I called the lady who was sitting next to me an asshole. Suddenly, a bus driver told me to watch my mouth or get off the bus. He also told me to be quiet. Verbal assault! Verbal assault! Verbal assault! Verbal assault! 
Walker. I'll kick everyone's ass. I'll kick everyone's ass in the state of Texas. I am the best ranger that has ever lived. I will kick your ass if you are a drug cartel member. You do not fuck with the Texas Rangers. Rock, rock over, over London, London. Rock, rock over Chicago. Chicago. Wheaties, Travis the Champions. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> taco time. It's time for tacos. What is even taco time? Uh, eat modern. fresh. Oh, no, that's no, Subway. Subway. Eat pussy. Yeah. yeah, taco time. Eat pussy. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they were like a Mormon-run company or something. <laughs> I, I think know. isn't there some probably as as it, close to Mexican food as it is not. Yeah. It probably is run by. It's, it's still delicious though. I, it's great. It's just not Mexican food. Well, except for the Mexi fries because it's in the name. Yeah, yeah. They're just tater tots with taco seasoning on it. Just, oh, right. It, they don't have these everywhere. This the, is the, the Seattle season, thing. Yeah, the seasoning is just a dab of racism. That's what <laughs> the secret ingredient is racism. Speaking of racism, all right. Texas Ooh, more than Rangers. One. Yeah, Texas fucking Rangers. So, uh, yeah, they're king shit law enforcement, but only in Texas, kind of. Like, you know, they don't get to... If, well, like, if you to, you can just cross the border and then get out of your car and flip it, them it, off. I don't know if that will fly. And they'll but, shoot you from their yeah, fucking Texas exactly. side. It's fucking yeah. Texas, so, yeah. you know. But, uh, yeah, uh, they still they still exist. That surprises a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they're still out there solving, solving crimes and uh, doing a lot less... Um, Horrific shit than they used to. Not, a lot of karate kicks wearing tight jeans. Yeah, but tight I'm, wranglers. I'm hoping at least they're killing a lot less Native Americans these days, and definitely hope they're not rounding up escaped slaves anymore. Because sure. if, if they are, that's problematic. Well, there's less escaped <laughs> slaves and less Native American people than. There well, there's less so. Native American people because of the yeah Texas work Rangers. of the Texas Rangers or work in quotation marks. Yeah, but, right. Yeah. Um, and also, yeah, the well, actually, yeah, what uh, yesterday was Juneteenth, right? Yep. So we had a new federal holiday, and you know that coincides with, uh, you know, basically the U- Union Cavalry having to go to Texas, uh, like a, what is it, two years after the actual end of Civil War, something like that, and then alert the, all these folks that yep. yeah, you're actually free and have been for, for a while like, for like two years, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and so like um, you know a degree of why they were kept kept ignorant of the fact that they had been emancipated uh, was. Probably due in some part to many of these guys we're going to be talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's it's fun there. Uh, I'm kind of equated to. Okay, you know how we've been talking about like uh, the Bushwhackers, like uh, and like the Jesse James and all that kind of shit, and the Quantrills and stuff. They're kind of like that, only law enforcement. I mean, slightly, slightly less criminally, unless right. unless you're Mexican or Native American, sure. and then you're mm-hmm. fucked. Yeah. But uh, um, you know, maybe maybe a li- little less like scalpy, cut gentlely. Off, but there's probably some of that too. But. I was gonna say, which I don't. I'm pretty sure it's not like they didn't do that at all. Yeah, yeah. it's it's not like that's they basically served as that you know because the 99.9 percent of these guys were they were in the Confederacy when the when the right. Civil War kicked off, and they're mounted riflemen, so they were basically bushwhackers, but just a little more uh, fucking government sanction going on. So, but. It's a long, weird, complicated history, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna scratch the surface of it at least today. So we'll let Will start with the comic sans and his lovely NPR voice. Uh, it started in 1823 when Texas was still part of Mexico, and it was a irregular militia. Uh, they had IBS. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they did. Well, yeah, everyone did. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no uniform, no flag, and for decades, no badge. A bunch badge. of naked guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, early rangers fought Indians, Mexicans, and unfortunate others. Un- what do you mean, unfortunate others? Like 
Because when they fought them, they were unfortunate. That oh, I they thought were you on the like, other end. I thought you meant like less fortunate, like they're just beating up transients and homeless people. And well, that too. I'm but, sure there was that as well. Yeah. Uh, newspaper headline called them the quote the fightingest men on earth end quote. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Later, they chased rustlers, smugglers, and marauders. I don't know what the difference between I, those three are. Well, but. I mean, a smuggler clearly is doing smuggling. Fly casual. Rustler is just a cow thief or livestock thief, but a marauder, like... That's a little more general. Well, that's the thing is, what, what makes a maraud a maraud? Do I have to do breaking and entering while I run up and down the streets? I guess, or yeah. do I, it's probably I guess I some raping actually, and pillaging involved. Rape the horses yeah, and then, ride off on the women. Then what separates, you know, maybe like... Well, not all marauders are necessarily rapists, I don't think. <laughs> the definition of marauder, this is, this a is, person who this marauds. Is, this is turning dark, <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. A raider. A raider. Yep. Okay. Well, a band of English marauders were surprised and overcome. Like Oakland Raider fan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... Wow, the well, usage in, in Vegas, the no. usage, usage in the English language like uh, peaked in about eighteen hundred ish. No, and then again in like the nineteen forties. Yeah, because you would. Well, they always talked about the marauding, you know, zeros of the right, right of the Japanese Imperial Air Force or Navy, and a person who marauds. A so person fucking who awesome. Damn, the vehicle's pretty sick though. Oh yeah, the, the like tank, I forgot about that. Yeah, looking fucker. Yep. yep. It's like South African or something. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Like an MRAP type deal. Uh, while you're looking that up, look up the Walker Texas Ranger theme. Oh, it's going in because it's in in my head the whole whole time here. The unsuspecting stranger. I, I hope so bad it's a fucking rap song. <laughs> it's Who's Walker Texas Ranger? Fick 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 fick. Can't believe you don't know. The unsuspecting stranger. Had- Show fucking sucks. No, I my uh my buddy did have a a bunch of karate magazines and they always had an ad for the Chuck Norris action pants. Oh yeah, I I think I still have a copy of a maybe Old Soldier of Fortune. Yeah, that has that in there. Yeah, it has yeah, like the, the action it's like jeans with like a fucking stretchy shit in the crotch yeah. so you can like roundhouse kick motherfuckers <laughs> in the face. <laughs> you don't fucking smush your grapes while you're trying to fucking <laughs> not making wine while you're kicking ass. Kicking like you know. I guess Cubans or something. What would it have been in the 80s? Like, sure. I'm thinking Miami Vice, so it's always like Cubans. Sure, years. sure. When you're roundhouse kicking them in the face with their sweet ponytails and <laughs> you just got out of your fucking Ferrari Testarossa. Yeah. Wearing your pink sport jacket and your Chuck Norris yeah. fucking stretchy crotch action pants. As of 2020, there's 160 active rangers in the whole state of Texas. Oh. That's all they have, so... Hey, one riot, one ranger. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, ranger was idealized in TV, like Walker, Texas Ranger, movies, and pulp books. The unsuspecting stranger had better know the truth of wrong... But they skipped over some things, like they were the instrument of oppression and committed war crimes, killed Mexicans and Mexican-Americans, made them as feared as the KKK was hunting runaway slaves, like you said. They busted unions and broke strikes, too. And then enforced all the Jim Crow laws later on. Of course. And, of course, they lie about all of it at some point. Or at least not bring it up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went to the... They got the... uh, When I lived in Texas, I went uh, to the 
Texas Ranger Museum in Waco, and I don't remember a lot of exhibits about them. They just uh, got a bunch of Texas Rangers under glass. What they had was just a <laughs> shitload of guns. I like, bet, a yeah. Metric fuckload of guns, and they had like some of like Bonnie and Clyde's guns because you know they helped hunt them down eventually. And, oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. And they had the thing where I was talking about where uh, it was a mock-up of, uh, you know, back in the Range Wars when everybody was cutting barbed wire. Mm-hmm. So people would just rig it up to, like, blow up. So it was like a cheap shotgun, like, rigged up to a tripwire, and then just with, like, literally, like, a fucking Wile E. Coyote acme size like, chunk of dynamite, like, wrapped around the barrel. So when the shotgun goes off, it sets up the dynamite. Oh, fuck. So, like, you cut the fucking barbed wire... It's like blowing a fucking nine foot crater in the ground and taking you with it. But, Holy shit! But you dude. won't be cutting any more wire, I guess. Yeah. But like, <laughs> but they had a an example of that there. That always stuck in my head. It's like Jesus Christ, they Fuck, were serious dude. about their fencing. Like, yeah. You think your fucking HOA is bad? You know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, keep your garage door closed, or otherwise we'll blow you up. Yep. Mm-hmm. A uh, little history. Summer of 1821, Stephen F. Austin came to Texas. Yay. That was the same year Mexico gained its independence from Spain. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mexico let in Americans to colonize, colonize Texas. Oh, colonize yeah, Texas. Colonize. Ooh. Uh, basically, that was there to subdue the native population and have a little barrier between them and the Comanches there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mexicans, Mexico has sold land to the first 300 families at low, low bottom prices. So for the same price of 80 acres in America, you could get 4,000 in Texas. Wow. Holy shit. Uh, most of these families were from the South. They helped to grow cotton and have their slaves pick it for them, because that's a lot easier than doing it yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, Texas had a long history of slaves. Jean Lafitte. Uh, stealing them from Spanish ships and reselling them to men like Jim Bowie for a dollar a pound. Yeah. Ugh, God damn! Put and what's his name? Gene Lafitte. Well, it's Gene Lafitte. He's the pirate that apparently like uh, had pressed uh, Hugh Glass in his service. Like, oh, originally he's a fucking. Yeah, he's not not him exactly, but the guy who worked directly underneath him. I thought it was which, Gene Lafitte, or, or, or was it? Uh, oh, it's this, the other guy, the New Orleans asshole, or no? Gene Lafitte's the New Orleans asshole. Yeah. But Lafitte, they, he helped them win the War of 1812. That's, That's right. But he is a fucking pirate. He's yeah. still a goddamn pirate. Mm-hmm. Wow. A marauding ass pirate. I mean, he just has a cartoon name. It's like Pepe Le, Pepe Pew, Le Pew or something. Yeah. Well, he can't help. He's got a just as a, name. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you sound like a fucking Mario Brothers character. So, like. Shut up your face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by late 1825, the Austin colony numbered 17. 17- 90, 1,700 people. Uh, for four, 443 of them were slaves. Oh, great. So Jesus. about a quarter of people. It was a lawless, wicked time. Oh, the 80s. 1822, two white men were killed by the Kern Kawas. Oh, no, who, a massacre. Yep. Who they thought were uh, uh, eating people. What? They thought the white people were eating people? No, the, 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 people the, the, the tribe. The did. Yeah. The Karen Kawas thought that the white people were eating people. No. The, the white guys white were like, cannibals! And they yep. were like, we'll show you. So they killed them and ate them. And then they... <laughs> no, they didn't eat them. They just killed them. Well, if that's what you think of me anyway, maybe I will just fucking <laughs> carve off a bit of your thigh. When I'm 18, I'm so out of here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the colonists responded by killing 23 Karen Kawas. Oh, of course. Oh, of course. Of course. And Men, sure women, were, and I'm, children. I'm, I'm just saying, what what sure was the battle were. called? The Battle of Uneven Odds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
But that was the scalped, and they ate all their food, too. But that was the first major such engagement of the, quote-unquote, Texas Rangers, which was kind of loose definition yeah. at the time. Yeah, yeah, well, I think, like, like Austin was, like, the first group of Rangers, wasn't it? Only he called for, like, it was not many dudes. It was, like, 15 or something dudes that were supposed to, you know, ride around and make sure Comanches and Karen Cowas and stuff aren't, like, stealing your cows. Yeah, well, I but have it here the... Early 1823, the colonists wrote to the Mexican government asking permission to raise a volunteer company for protection. With approval, they raise a 10-man squad commanded by Moses Morrison, mm. a former U.S. Army vet. Uh, later in 1823, Austin proposed the hiring of men to, uh, quote, to act as rangers for the common defense, augmenting militias. Uh, many consider these guys to be the first rangers. Yeah. And well, and then the uh, the Rangers themselves, like in their little canon, I think, yeah, I think that's the year they consider it started because it's like, like I said, you're going to talk about the Battle of the Stone Houses. We could talk about it now. I think that's the first time. Well, it's just, I mean, can, but I'm just saying that it's like basically when they had the first guy that was serving as a Ranger got killed, they consider that the first, like, when they oh, became I see. Rangers. Yeah, when, like, when they, when when they, they suffered fun- their first casualty, that was like their first fight, so therefore that's when they were... Right, so that like that kind of solidified them as a as an actual like crew or whatever. Yeah, kind of. Gotcha. Also, like, since we were defining marauders, like, you know, rangers, you know, what what is ranger? Ooh. Connote, huh? They drive small Ford pickup trucks. Mm. And they are multicolored and transform into robotic dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> In the army, they were tan berets and take a lot of ass. But yeah, rangers are just basically it's any kind of like a uh, soldier that uh, is going to be spending more time like patrolling a large area and kind of living in the living rough and yeah, out on and, the range. Yeah, where the deer but, and the antelope play. Yes. And in the case of the Texas Rangers, mostly mounted, but rangers didn't always have to be mounted, like in the uh, Revolutionary War. And uh, it was and French and Indian War, you know, had the original uh, Rogers Rangers that are U.S. Army Rangers are derived from there. And they were like just running around basically with sawed off muskets, blasting people with, you know, they'd load them up like three or four balls at a time. So it was more like a shotgun. Oh, shit. And just, you know, you're shooting fucking dudes in, you know, European style uniforms while you're dressed up like you're stalking fucking deer. And so cool. They were fucking terrifying. Yeah, you know? I fucking bet. And so, you know, there's always been a little bit of, like, any any kind of military group that has the word, like, ranger attached to it. Think about it like they're going to be more, like, Rambo-y than your typical, sure. you know, guy. But. Well, these first guys, they had to provide their own horses and guns. Uh, they received no special training. I don't know what kind of special training you would have in 1823. Learn how to read? Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> not that. Learn how to brush your teeth? <laughs> no. Uh, they were assigned to build forts along the Colorado River, but those went unfinished when they just tried to hunt for stuff to eat because they weren't paid. Yeah. Uh, when they ran out of ammo, they were told to go home. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, game well, over. Yeah, party's over, man. We're fresh out of ammo. <laughs> But uh, they were kind of disbanded after a while, so some of the leaders had died. Over the next few years, squads similar formed and disbanded, kind of whenever they needed help, 
go out and oh, so they would just get together for like limited event, and then they would like, all right, everybody go home. We did it. Basically, a fucking militia at that point, you know. But but the colonists finally just started shooting the Karankawas on site just to exterminate them. Fuck, man! And pretty soon they were extinct or pretty close to it. By early 1830s, nearly 30,000 Anglo settlers made their way to Texas. Uh, to deal with the Indians, in 1835, they established a, quote, Corps of Texas Rangers. So this is reforming them again. Three companies of 56 men. Holy fuck. Now we're getting serious. Mm-hmm. Each man would be paid $1.25 a day. Oh, what a princely sum. Actually, that's not bad for back then. But they had to provide their own horse and gun. Yeah, but I mean, the fucking gun was, you know, about four bucks. So. Mm-hmm. But it attracted hunters, trappler, trappers, trappers, trappers. <laughs> get, get out your trappling hook. Frontiersmen and colorful characters such as Alligator Davis, who got his nickname from wrestling the alligators. alligators. I figured, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there were some other colorful characters which have names we're not going to use yeah. on the show. Oh, guaranteed. Uh, the first ranger major, ranger major, major ranger, was Robert Williamson. He got the name Three-Legged Willie. Because his ha- dick was huge? <laughs> yep. <laughs> he had a childhood illness that gave him a leg permanently drawn back at the knee, so he used a wooden prosthetic. Oh, okay. Kind of like Even one of those, he still little, had like, a those little scoochy carts you get. Oh, with, yeah, yeah. Um, you like put that. your knee on it. and I'm assuming it's like that, but only weighs like 40 pounds and is made <laughs> out of iron and wood. Oh, yeah, and he's like just dragging it through the fucking yeah. desert. <laughs> I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. Anyways, he invented the skateboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, the formation of those rangers pissed off the Mexican government, who already knew Texas was itching for independence. Mm-hmm. Uh, most Texans were pissed at the Mexican government ban against slavery. So it didn't stop many of them. So Texas, this is a short uh, story of how they just declared themselves independent in 1836. Mm-hmm. Uh, the battles of the Alamo and Goliad made martyrs of Davy Crockett and Jim Bowie. Yeah. But Jim, Jim Bowie, more than likely, uh, you know, he was pretty much dying anyway. Like, it's very likely he got bayoneted to death just laying there dying of tuberculosis. So. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that in the Alamo yeah, episode okay. coming up soon, or maybe not. But Sam Houston led the Texans to victory at San Jacinto. San, Jac- oh, San Jacinto. Okay. You guys cool? You okay? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that one was a fun one where, like, you know, Houston's getting pitched at by, like, the interim governor of Texas because he keeps on, he's like, Runs and Sandy Annie's chasing him. Runs, Sandy Annie's chasing him. He's looking for the proper time and place to actually turn around and face him. And meanwhile, this guy that's not even anywhere nearby, like, you must fight. You know, Texans expect you to fight. And like, Houston's just like, fuck you, fuck you. And then finally, after like weeks, I think it was a couple weeks of getting like chased, yeah, it's just like the Mexicans are like, oh, we'll catch him imminently. Let's take a nap and like, you know, eat some lunch and shit. Yeah, it's Sunday and we can't fight on Sunday or something. No, it wasn't even that. It's just they were so confident that they had him cornered. They were like, well, we'll rest up before we go slaughter these last few bitch-ass Texians. And then that's when Houston's like, ah, look, they're napping. Let's fuck Catch them with the pants down. And they fucked them. I think it was, what, 18 minutes or something like that? Yeah. Fuck. But the Rangers played no significant role in the revolution because they had militias. Well, other than, like I say, there's that fucking Deep Smith guy. Oh, you can talk about him now. Well, he's just... He was just pretty much like a spy. 
kind of thing. But it was interesting because he's fucking deaf, which is why his nickname is D. Oh, yeah. But somehow he's like, a, he curries messages back and forth and stuff. But he's fucking, I don't know. He must not have been completely deaf. Right. Yeah. But like, uh, holy shit. But I think he's who reported like uh, that Goliad had went down, mm-hmm. which Goliad was, what, that was right after the Alamo or right before? Uh, somewhere close, but it was yeah, it was right around then. It was when San Diego. Oh, before when yeah. they were kicking ass, and they basically uh, it was like a prison that the Texians were holding and stuff. But they just basically they were keeping the Mexicans at bay, and then the Mexicans got like reinforced to a huge degree, and they couldn't do it anymore. And then like San Diego had been like, well. Treat anybody, any of these Texans as like pirates, and you should execute them if they're captured. Sure. And even the commander of this is like, that's just bloodthirsty. I don't want to do that. And he even like wrote to Santa, I was like, uh, it's like, nope, you better execute them all. So they fucking like pretty much lined up, like, I think it was over 400 fucking dudes and just shot them and bayoneted them. Like, Four, 400 um, Texans and just yeah, fucked Texians, them up. Texians, yeah. Back then they were Texians, not Texans. Don't know why, okay. but they were Texians. What, did it used to be called Texius? I don't know, but that's what. But uh, and then the guys in the prison, they were killing all those. A, f- a few of them survived getting like bayoneted because like they would shoot them, and then you know go finish them off. But a few guys actually survived about that. And I think it was like Steve Smith that kind of reported that that happened, and that kind of solidified the fuck you. But then Jesus. the Alamo, the, yeah, you can lose me with that fucking surviving a slaughter in 1830 or yeah, whatever yeah. the fuck that was. Just put me out of my fucking misery. Yeah, getting stabbed with a poop-covered bayonet. Poop-covered and, bayonet that has already been stabbed by, you know, well, stabbed like 13 other people. That's why it's poop-covered. Yeah. It's been in 40 dudes' guts. It's a good way. Do you, uh, do you want an STD? Because that's how you get an STD. No, I remember Deef's Smith now since I'm reading about the Alamo right now. Okay. But, yeah. We'll have more about that later, I guess. Okay. But now, after the revolution, they'd be protecting against Indians and retaliating against them whenever something would happen. Probably more retaliating than mm-hmm. anything. Though they would have to go and kill Mexicans later. But they at least started out to seize Texas for the white guys. Uh, oh, the annihilation of the Cherokee provided an early example. Summer 1839, they gave the Cherokee chief named Duwali, or Billy Bowles, an ultimatum, either leave Texas altogether or be killed. Uh, He said they would stay. And this, wait a minute, this, yeah, this is post-Trail of Tears anyway, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So it's like they've already been kicked out of fucking Florida and did the Trail of Tears, end up in Texas, and like, oh, that's, fuck. Leave or we'll kill you. You're like, you know what, fuck you, I'm tired. And remember (laughs) also, like, the Cherokee were trying, you know, trying to not have Andrew Jackson kick them out, and so they're like, well, we'll be as much like the white man as we can. And so a lot of Cherokee back in Florida, they had plantations, and they owned black slaves. (sighs) And some of those slaves were also on the Trail of Tears with them because they still owned them, even though they got kicked out of their... Fuck, man. And so, uh, you think, I mean, how sh- how shitty can your your lot in life get? That's fucked. Yeah. Uh, and so now you got the Texians telling them to fuck off, too, so that's exciting mm-hmm. to you. But within a few days, the Rangers would shoot them in the back, the Chief Billy Bowles. That's how you negotiate, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, like Bo said, the Cherokee were mostly in the Appalachian South. But in 1820, Bowles led 60 families to Arkansas. This is kind of before the Trail of Tears, oh, I guess. I see. Uh, the Cherokee actually intermarried with whites, too. 
grew crops and spoke English, wore European clothes. Sam Houston signed a peace deal with the Cherokees, um, whom he knew that he'd be living and mating with them in Tennessee. Yeah, I was going to say, wasn't he married to a Cherokee woman I for think a so. long time? Yeah. But the Senate never ratified it. Uh, the Republic's land office issued titles to whites to land that the Cherokee were on. Oh, Every fuckers. fucking time. Every so, time. yeah, like Sam Houston's president of Texas. This is when it's Republic and not part of the United States. Mm-hmm. But in 1838, Maribo Bonaparte Lamar. Okay. He was elected Texas president. Uh, he enjoyed an easy victory when two of his opponents just died. One committed suicide. Another <laughs> drunkenly fell off a boat. Oh, my awesome. God. That that kind of sounds like a couple of fucking, like, he took out a couple of hits on these guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. it kind of sounds like what could happen in sure. modern-day modern Texas. Well, they just drug one anyway. of the guys and it falls off a fucking horse like, or whatever you said. Well, I'm just saying, why can't, like, Ted Cruz fall out of a boat? Right? <laughs> Damn, that'd be awesome. Or, like, yeah, yeah was, oh, yeah, terrible suicide, bow and arrow. Yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. crazy. Fucking shot himself yeah. twice in the head with a crossbow. Or, uh, <laughs> He'd just slither away in the water like yeah, a snake. Yeah, right. Well, that's, well, no, he, he, you know, his outer husk would pop open. He would and, molt. And the, and the three beings that is, he's comprised of would <laughs> go off their separate ways to reform later. Just fly away. <laughs> so Lamar, the new president, instituted a no cooperation, no reservations, and declare war against the Cherokee. No wow. reservations. No, well, I, I like the fucking rhyme scheme. It's like, yeah, this is the no cooperation, no reservation vacation, bitch. Fick, fick, ficky, fick. Yeah. So either leave or be killed. That sounds great. the ultimatum. Seems like. That you know that sounds like a mega death song. That good old fair, just and yes, and uh, and fucking humane treatment <clears throat> we've come to expect from this podcast. We yeah, with Native American culture and it's. It, I swear, to, this, this is one of those fucking guys that says the I'm not racist, but shit oh no, all the no, time. these guys were. It's come on, it's, oh, fucking it's a yes a, and. 1830s Texas. It's, 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 I'm racist. I'm racist. <laughs> I'm even more racist. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm racist. What, and you don't think I'm racist enough? I'll show you fucking racist, you son of a bitch. Here's a rhyming scheme I wrote down. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, keep talking. I'm going to go grab a seltzer. I'm parched. And yeah, just bring the whole sixer of Rainier out. No. We'll drink it oh, warm. Stick around for more How the West Was Fucked. Energy. Power. Hydration. Pungency. New from Bronson Swagger, Wallow is extreme hydration fortified with our proprietary energy blend of caffeine, nicotine, salt, and the highest fructose corn syrup legally allowed by the United States of America. Together with our exciting new liquid smoke technology and real pieces of jerky, Wallow is available in a variety of great flavors like bison, buffalo, beefalo, and New England Blue Crab. Wallow the stampede you swallow. A Bronson Swagger Company. Get your 31-pack of Wallow from Sequoia and Swagger today and unleash the stampede. And we're back. Mm, whatever. Uh, the main engagement with the Cherokee was July 16th, 1839. They had a craft fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cherokees repulsed two ranger charges, but then they retreated. So, of course, they were shot as they ran in the back. Of course. Uh, Cherokees lost about 100 men. 
and only a handful of uh, rangers died. Uh, Chief Bowles was the last to leave the field. His horse was injured, and he was shot in the leg. So two rangers come up behind him and shoot him in the back. Fuckers. Then one came up and shot him in the head as he was still sitting up. Oh, great. Then the Cherokee leave for Oklahoma or Mexico after that. Did he make it? Probably not. This never, time, this never, time you did never a guarantee. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Then I was actually speaking of headshots. There was some some idiot. Uh, it was on the idiots with guns subreddit the other day, and there was a guy. Somehow, he's like at a range firing a pistol. Piece of brass flies out of the pistol, goes down the back of his shirt, and of course that's hot. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like waving his shit around, shoots himself somehow in this cheek. <laughs> it exits the other fucking oh cheek God. and doesn't get, like, and it's on the fucking security camera. It what is fucked up. What the fuck? Yeah, but I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, you got hot brass. Fucking. Fuck, Drop the goddamn fucking gun. Fucking hell, put the gun down on the thing. Yeah, but yeah, he sh- managed to shoot himself in the fucking face <laughs> and n- not die, luckily. But Oh my God. Fuck. I bet he probably knocked a tooth out or two. Oh yeah. Oh, his, t- his teeth are fucking grape nuts now. Yeah. Fucking... Wow. But yeah, so you know, headshot. Holy shit! <laughs> but yeah, I didn't. I didn't figure he, he made it. So, uh, so they get rid of the Cherokee, but the Comanche still reign in the West. Yeah. So, let's rewind to January 1836. Ranger Company was building a blockhouse near present-day Austin, or blockheads, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the camp stumbles Sarah Hibbins. She had walked two days. Uh, Comanche killed her husband and kidnapped her and her two children. One of the babies wouldn't stop crying, so it was bashed against the rocks. Oh, oh. man. Uh, Sarah escaped, with, but left her six-year-old son there, which is a nice decision to make. Well, yeah. Uh, the rangers took off and caught the Comanche, who were just uh, waking up. Uh, a guy named Noah Smithwick shot the first Comanche by a ranger. I guess. One of the rangers found the boy. Uh, one man, maybe too excited and mistaking the boy as a Comanche, put a pistol to his head and pulled the trigger. Oh, what the fuck? What the but fuck? the weapon misfired twice. Uh, twice? The, th- the third time, somebody knocked his arm and the gun discharged and went over the boy's head. Fucking what the hell? fuck is wrong with these people? <laughs> uh, the rangers scalped the Comanche victim and presented it to Smithwick, who grudgingly took it. Uh, hey, thanks. Uh, <laughs> oh, and it's still wet. I'll put it next thanks. to my precious moments figurines up on the sconce. It's like live, laugh, love, and a fucking <laughs> yeah. scalp hanging next to it. It's a little thing blessed. <laughs> Written in blood. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, I remember uh, some lady at work was designing crap like that, and her website was words of art. So instead of... words. Words, oh, fart. fart. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, but the six-year-old uh, survived, and he was returned to his mother. Sure was so happy. Real normal. This whole yeah, life right. After that. Did not end up becoming a serial killer. Just would wake up in the morning, began shrieking, and not stop until he <laughs> fell asleep at night. And they banged him against a rock. Yeah. So Sarah Hibbins, her first uh, husband, was killed by Comanche. Her second, this time in 1837, was uh, she was married again, but uh, he was murdered by runaway slaves. Oh, fuck. so she's had some bad luck. Yeah, I think, I think maybe the doll did one on her because she had like walk a long ways and shit, and like I think it was her. Probably familiar. more than one. Well, but, yeah, 
But basically, that sets off a war that lasts for forty years. Yeah, and yeah. ends up Quanta Parker. That was going to say like Quanta oh the Parker. Forty Years War. Yeah, I remember that. The Comanche Forever War. I couldn't come up with anything catchier than that. Until Forever know. Ends. Is that a is that a James Bond movie? Uh, I like Dick Piercer or whatever that shooter. Oh no! Well, yeah. And then there's Pooslick, Idaho too. Yeah, Pooslick, <laughs> Pooslick. That's right. Yep. <laughs> but uh, they reckon that nearly half the Rangers would die every year. But that's probably exaggeration. Yeah, exaggeration. Uh, but it was dangerous anyway. Cicero Rufus Roof Perry. He was an Alabaman who became a Ranger when he was fourteen. Holy shit. Then when he was 75, he wrote a book about his service. What the fuck? Uh, he didn't leave out the rape, cannibalism, and scalping. Uh, after an 1836 skirmish, he saw one ranger repeatedly stabbed an already dead Comanche, and another man hack off a leg to eat it later ah. if they didn't find any food. And that man's name was Boone Helm. Boone Helm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just no. imagining this 14-year-old like, Hey, you, put your hands up. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking rape the dead body and scalp it. That sounds about par for the course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, Roof, uh, in one battle, received three arrows. I guess he got hit by... Th- he didn't. Oh, yeah. it wasn't like, here you go. Yeah. Here you go. Two, three. Secret Santa. Uh, but he survived and managed to walk back over the arid plains to San Antonio. From wherever. Uh, Probably the fucking state plains. Yep. Uh, it took him two years to fully recover, but when he was back at it. He was captain for the Rangers, and by the end of his four decades, he would count twenty wounds from arrows or bullets or spears. Holy oh. shit, dude! Did he ever? Uh, did he ever catch on fire? Probably. I'm sure they don't even bother counting that. I no. just love to hear him running around yelling, "The roof is on fire! Oh. <laughs> the roof! The oh, roof!" Come on, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh. But uh, Roof was not the fo- most famous of Rangers. Those included Jack Hayes, Samuel Coate, and Ben McCullough. Mm-hmm. Uh, McCullough was 24 when he went to Texas with, his f- with a family friend in 1835. He would have been at the Alamo, but a case of measles prevented him from traveling. Right. Six, Darn. It's 12 cans of measles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, case of measles. <laughs> yeah, didn't. Yeah, he showed up. Like, what but we, he we fought with Sam Houston at Sam Jacinto. San Jacinto, yeah. Uh, he ran and won a seat in the Texas legislature. The man he ran against, fellow Ranger Alzano Schweitzer. Oh, Lonzo Schweitzer. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, he gets into a drunken argument with McCullough and challenged him to a duel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when Schweitzer sobered up, he retracted his request. Just kidding. Uh, McCullough called him a, quote, black-hearted, cowardly villain. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. I prefer just pussy, but... I prefer a fucking poltroon. Poltroon, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Schweitzer would have turned their other cheek, but it was too much for Ranger Captain Reuben Ross, a friend who offered to take Schweitzer's place. So now they have a duel. So as long as you have a friend to cover for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter how you feel about it. I think that one was a rifle duel, wasn't it? Uh, that I don't have. There's one of them was a rifle duel. I always like, you know, you never think about it. Oh, rifle, yeah, rifle it was duels. a rifle duel at 40 paces. Yep, Yeah. You're right. It's a sniper duel? Pretty much. <laughs> you know, they always show you the ones with the swords and the bowie knives and the fucking pis- guns, pistols, yeah. but 
Rifle duel, that's that's got to be a spectacle. Mm-hmm. So Ross's shot hit McCall in the wrist. That made McCall's shot miss. Uh, the wound caused severe nerve damage. But the two made up after the fight and became friends. <laughs> well, <laughs> What's the point of this fucking fight? Well, here's the thing you got to remember, too. We're still talking back in the day. These are still muzzleloaders. Yeah. So it's one shot. Yeah. If it was like a modern-day rifle duel, yeah, there, there's no shooting you in the wrist. It's like fucking dump a fucking 30 round mag you know right and yeah but so see in those days it was more civilized you could just weekly shoot somebody and then yeah. you know go. i i just like that he's got nerve damages in, ha- in his hand too if it's his jack in hand that's perfect you can't yeah. can't even feel it it's yep. the, str- the stranger the ultimate stranger <laughs> forever and ever uh regardless that they made up and became friends uh two months after the duel mccall's brother henry was at a christmas party Got to watch those office Christmas parties. <laughs> uh, Ross was there. He was drunk and harassing the ladies. Uh, Ross refused and le- refused to leave and brandished two guns. One for each of you. So Henry McCullough shot him dead. Shit. You're going to brandish guns. You better be ready to use them. Yeah. Last, mm-hmm. uh, Spicer was killed two years later in an argument with a Texas Army officer. But Ben McCullough would go on to blaze a path to glory in the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Though he no, uh, never fully recovered from the wrist injury. So, yeah. Well, the ultimate stranger. The ultimate ben McCullough, I guess, from everything I learned about him, he just learned to deal with that wrist injury. But he was one of the early adopters of uh, the Patterson Colt. So, that's the first Colt revolver, more or less the first Colt revolver. It's a five shot. Mm-hmm. It's the one where it doesn't have a trigger guard and stuff like that. And so, he got really proficient at fucking those. And then, apparently, liked to use a shotgun because, you know, then you don't need to aim as much and stuff. Sure. But, yeah. But, yeah, he became an ass-kicker of the 10th degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, March 19th, 1840, in San Antone, uh, the Comanches came in for peace talks. Uh, smallpox had taken their toll, and they wanted peace. Uh, they wanted a line that w- the white man wouldn't cross, which so most there people is no, do. no line the white man won't cross. Uh, assholes without borders. <laughs> So in exchange for that, the Texans wanted the release of Captain Captive Whites, not Captain White. Oh, God. <laughs> Captain White, you mean Jared Kushner? Or like, yeah. <laughs> Captain White. Privilege is my yeah. superpower. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yep, only saw two Confederate flags. I went to a, a, a supposed ghost town in Idaho, but it was just full of redneck. Yeah, they didn't have any ghosts. Confederate flags and oh. Burned out houses and super burned out cars and sounds yeah. ghosty to me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, the Texans wanted the release of captive whites. Uh, the mood was good at first, but turned after a while. Uh, the Comanche would only release one captive, uh, a niece of a ranger uh, captain named Matilda Lockhart. She was badly bruised and had her nostrils opened and denuded of flesh. Uh, and of course they utterly quote unquote degraded her, which that means back in 1800s, what degraded, you know, raped. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but I'm just saying like, when you go back to the, um, the, uh, basically you're saying they flayed her nostrils too. Mm -hmm. I always forget. Yeah. The Comanche seemed to be like, they were like way into that, like super deep level fucked up torture shit. Like compared to, Hey, don't kink shame, dude. Well, I guess. (laughs) That's why everybody was afraid of him, I guess. 
I guess it worked. It's like, you know, the whole, like, you know, your first day in prison, like, beat the shit out of somebody or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's or like grade school. Yeah, or grade school, or like any new job that you get. Yeah, you, you find the biggest person in the just, office and knock them the fuck out. <laughs> oh yeah, Kevin dominance. Malone, I'm coming for you. Yeah. I kind of know what it's like to be in commercials. My nickname in high school used to be Kool Aid Man. <laughs> uh, they demanded the release of other captives, but uh, the chief, the Comanche chief Magura, said he didn't have control of those camps that had him which is true, but he said he could probably buy them for blankets and ammo. Uh, the Texans didn't like that answer either. Uh, he told the chief that he'd be held prisoner until the captives were brought back, but he didn't have any control over the other <laughs> bands. <laughs> so he rushed the door, the Comanche chief, and uh, stabbed a soldier who tried to block it. Then the rangers opened fire in the little room they were meeting in. So 12 chiefs, including Magora, now lie dead. Oh, so that's so that's a Texas, hell of a peace talk. I was gonna say Texas Peace Commission. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the fight now spreads to the San Antonio town square, hand to hand combat. Everybody was coming. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Only Bowie knives and tomahawks and war clubs, mm-hmm. sabers. Uh, one Comanche shot a judge in the heart. Another killed the sheriff. I don't know about the deputy though. Yeah. <laughs> Some tried to escape the narrow San Antonio River, which, if you know the river walk, just imagine people trying to swim across swim that while that. everybody's having a stab fest. Mm hmm. Yep. Uh, and of course, uh, soldiers shot at uh, the uh, fleeing Comanche as they swam. Two warriors ran into a house and locked the door. <clears throat> So, of course, the townsfolk soaked a ball of yarn with turpentine. Oh, lovely. Set it on fire and dropped it through a hole in the roof. Okay. The warrior stumbled out, and one Texan split his head with an axe. Fuck, man. The other they shot in the back as he ran, so at least they had a fair fight there. Yeah, yeah. So that ended up with 33 Comanche dead at the peace party, including three women and children. Uh, But, you know, they're not... Total assholes. The rest of the women and children were put in jail. Of course. Uh, seven whiteies had been killed. This was known as the council house, house fight. And it happened to be one of the biggest blunders by Aglos in the Comanche Wars, anyway. I don't yeah. know if you call it a blunder, but it just made the Comanches even more mad. Even yeah. Though. I was say, like, the entire Indian policy was a blunder. Far and wide, so yeah. So, of course, the Comanche retaliate. After they heard about what happened, no shit. With fur, furry or fury, <laughs> send in the furries. No, <laughs> fast and furious. Yeah. So the uh, the remaining white captives, thirteen in all, including children, they staked them to the ground and mutilated them and roasted them alive. So that's what you get for peace. Yeah. Yeah. yeah? Fuck. Yeah. But it took a while for the Comanche to regroup. But by August 1840, they assemble more than 400 warriors, and they go deep into honky territory. Uh, the first encounter was near Hallettsville. Uh, they happened upon Joel Pontoon, Ponton, not Pontoon, not Poltroon, <laughs> and Tucker Foley. An arrow knocked Ponton from his horse. He survived by pretending to be dead. And they didn't come, like, chop him up, like... 
They must have been in a hurry. Yeah. Uh, Foley tried to hide in the creek, but he was roped, not raped, roped Ooh. and drug out. <laughs> tried to hide in the creek, but Rope, drowned while he was in the and raped. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Comanche sliced off the soles of his feet and made him walk before they shot and scalped Holy him. Holy shit, yeah. dude. Yeah. So don't Whoa. fuck with the Comanche. No. no. That's one of those things, like, you know, in a lot of these other, like the Lakota stuff and the Cheyenne stuff and the, you know, yeah, there's atrocities on both sides, but I mean the the Comanche really were kind of like kind of shooting to like equal up with the with the the white devil, you know. Like, I guess uh, I didn't read when we did the the Quanta fucking Parker. no the the fucking mountain man Jack Pike. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, book, yeah. I didn't realize how fucking like I don't know. I didn't realize how fucking insane the Comanche are. The Comanche are. Oh yeah. They're they're Fuck. pretty renowned for it. Yeah. Uh, a mail carrier alerted the rangers of the Comanche's trail. So Ben McCullough, with his arm still in a sling, led 24 rangers and volunteers out to find the Comanche. So this is 24 guys after 400. Yeah. Uh, 36 more. more joined them the next day. Uh, then some more until they had 125 guys. Ah, now we're even this. Mm-hmm. So they chased after the Comanche, who kept riding and raiding and killing on any Texans they found. Texians. Texians. Uh, actually, they're not Texians anymore, but yeah, they're still not Americans either. Oh, we've but, moved to the Texans? Yeah. Oh, okay. the Republic of Texas now, until 1846 or whatever it was. Uh, they killed any Texan they found, including some slaves they found working in fields near Victoria, which has got to suck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, could this get any worse? <laughs> God damn it. That's a weird thing, too, is like in a lot of cases you hear like when the Native American, like a lot of the people, when they'd run into the, like black guys, they'd be like, cool. Like, what What are you like? Like, call them like the black white man or whatever. And like kind of like, you know, it's like uh, what's the name of uh, York? Like on the core discovery. Was oh, it, yeah. Was oh, yeah. Lewis's slave or no, it was Clark's Clark slave. But apparently, like, you know, he was, like, kind of a celebrity amongst a lot of the tribes because they'd never seen a black dude before. And apparently yeah, yeah. he was also getting a lot of ass. I was going to say, he's the guy that was getting laid the whole time, right? Well, they were all getting laid, but, like, he was especially, that's why they were all getting right. syphilis, like, yeah. crazy. But, like, yeah. Then having diarrhea on their horses. That's the image that sticks with me from that episode just, so hard. It's just, like, <laughs> drooling with a swelled-up tongue and just fucking syphilis leaking out your pants and fucking diarrhea all over the and back just, of your horse. And just riding. <laughs> <laughs> Sweating your ass off for fucking weeks and you haven't taken a bath. Playing the Magnificent Seven theme. Like, <laughs> hey, you want to fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Teeth are falling out. Uh, so uh, the Comanche make it all the way to the Gulf. So that's pretty well into Whitey territory. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made it to the town of Linville. Most of the town escaped to a schooner offshore. It's not a schooner. It's a sailboat. <laughs> oh. Schooner is a sailboat, <laughs> stupid head. <laughs> <laughs> you dumb bastard. They had to watch as Comanche burned and looted their town. Uh, the rangers were 20 miles away. Uh, the Comanches killed two dozen men, women, and children on their ride. And perhaps stole a thousand horses, so now they're kind of satisfied and head back home. But uh, they had a brief skirmish with the Comanches and took off again and traveled the same route home. Uh, the Texans wanted to stop them. Uh, they would uh, get them before they get to hill country. They would have ample cover. Uh, at Plum Creek, they devised an attack. 
Some 200 rangers and volunteers were with them. They sat in ambush. Uh, same as the other skirmish, they formed a hollow square that didn't work. Okay. Wait, what? They for- Like, the, the, the people formed themselves into a square? Yep, okay. uh, with nobody in the middle, so okay. I guess it's a hollow square. Yeah. Okay. Or a glory hole, I don't know what they call it. Well, it's called, like, how to shoot each other on accident in a horrible crossfire. If yeah, you, if well, you, it's a... Were you talking about they're in a square shooting inwards or then a square shooting outwards? Hopefully shooting outwards. I was going to say, otherwise it's a fucking Ninja 3, the domination mm-hmm. kind of situation. I know there's sh- shooting outwards thing. Like, they, I think one of the defensive tactics for, like, if you're on foot and you're being charged by, like, cavalry with, like, you know, if it was European cavalry, it had been Montage Lances or uh, Sabres, but Comanche didn't really have Sabres. It had been mostly Lances and then is kind of formed like a diamond kind of sure. thing. So that kind of makes sense, but... They, could, they should have just made a mule fort. They should have. But yeah, that was the old school plan that didn't work against the best horsemen of the plains. Yeah, yeah. Not minotaurs or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Horsemen. Uh, but uh, they kind of had a guard of Comanche keep them at bay as the main column just kind of continued to go home. So they weren't really afraid of them. Uh, McCullough wanted to charge... But the commander, Felix Houston, consented. Uh, oh, yeah. And then the Comanches fled after they're being charged, which led to a running fight for 10 miles. Wow. One Comanche's head was blown clean off, but his horse kept going. Ooh. That's quite a sight. So there's some sleepy hollow fucking... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the Rangers had few casualties, but they estimated the Comanche losses between 25 and more than 100. Of course, because it's, yeah, why do you do the math again? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, many had sunk into a creek, so sometimes you lose a lot of bodies. Yeah. They had quicksand around, I guess. And sometimes you like to inflate your numbers for the uh, performance bonuses at work or whatever. Like, you know, well, we killed over 700 warriors. Well, we thought there was only 50 people in that village. Uh, <laughs> nope. There rations, was, please. Yeah. Yeah. Rations, please. <laughs> Uh, the Rangers took 30 women and children as prisoners. Of course they did. But they were nice enough to turn them over to their mortal enemies, the Tonkawas, who helped the uh, whiteies during the battle there. Mm-hmm. Uh, later that night, the Tonkawas had a scalp dance no. and roasted and ate a Comanche warrior. Oh. Oh. Good. Fuck. Mm. <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay. But, of course, uh, the Texans claimed this as a victory, though most of the Comanche escaped. Five days later, a group in Lang- Lagrange. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. ZZ Top. ZZ Shit. Top. I was looking at it. It's like, did I mean to spell language? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they petitioned President Lamar to launch more than a 300-man punitive expedition. They put Ranger Colonel John Moore in charge. Uh, Moore was 40 and a veteran of the first Kirinkawa attack. They couldn't get 300 volunteers, though. They got about 90 and decided to go anyway. Ooh. Uh, many were veterans of San Jacinto. San Jacinto, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they gathered near Austin and rode into the wooded hills along the Colorado River there. This is the part of Texas where it actually has trees. Well, it's the hill country. Covered yeah, and stuff. But that was cold in October 1840. Uh, about three weeks of riding and 200 miles, 250 miles northwest of Austin, they found an Indian camp. There are about 125 warriors and 60 families. 
the Texans approach at dawn, you know, to give them a fighting chance. Yeah, like they always do. Mm-hmm. And charged in through their camp. And he took off across the Colorado and up a limestone cliff where they were kind of picked off. If you're climbing and you're yeah, down yeah, yeah. below until you get up on top, you don't have the advantage. About 20 minutes, the shooting stopped. Uh, 48 dead Comanche in camp, 80 in the river. Only two Texans were wounded. 35 Comanche women and children were taken captive and sold into slavery. Oh, great. Uh, it was the worst defeat for the Comanche so far. Uh, back in Austin, the Rangers celebrated. While they danced, the Comanche stole their horses and were forced to walk home. Aha! Gotcha. <laughs> That's kind of not, you know, that satisfying of retribution, but it's kind of, it's almost like some Revenge of the Nerds. Totally. Chicanery. Mm-hmm. Totally. It's fine. Like, the you know, horses will just show up randomly anyways. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They'll come across a few. Right. Beam in. Bronson Swagger Records, in conjunction with Bronson Swagger Entertainment, proudly presents the Necrobore. The teens of Brodega Bay are about to take a crash course in archaeology. The Surf Pop Audio Drama of the Year, The Necroboard. Available now, everywhere you stream or download music. Uh, We want to talk about Jack Hayes now, I guess? Yeah, if I can remember anything about him. John Coffey Hayes, right? Uh, I think so. He was born in 1817. Yeah. Uh, it's like John John Coffee sounds like mm-hmm. I don't know. Like it sounds Johnny like Smoke. It sounds like one of the characters from fucking uh, 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 what's it called? Buckaroo Banzai. Like all mm-hmm. the aliens were named John, yeah, and yeah, they yeah. all had weird last names. Check out these names: John Yaya, John Parrot, John Big Booty. Maybe not John Nolan, John O'Connor. No way, Jose. John Smallberries. It's a joke. They all have the same first name. John, 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 John. Somebody's playing games here. This is statistically impossible. Anyway, his father fought underneath General Andrew Jackson, which means he must have been a horse. (laughs) (laughs) At age 15, when yellow fever killed his parents, he moves to Mississippi, where he learned to be a land surveyor. To hunt down and kill yellow fever. (laughs) came to Texas at 19. By 1840, at age 23, he was captain of a ranger company in San Antonio. The rangers would spend most of their time patrolling the border looking for highwaymen. Highwaymen, like Willie Nelson, Johnny Cash, and Mm -hmm. Chris Christopherson, and Waylon Jennings? Yep. I was a highwayman. Along the coach roads I did ride. Ooh, I just... So something you said he, his his father like uh, fought under Andrew Jackson. Mm-hmm. Well, Andrew Jackson was also his great uncle. Ah, apparently, wow, nepotism. Everybody was related to each other. Oh, because yeah, there was fifteen people, and they all fucking were inbreds. <laughs> so. Right. Well, and we all come from two people, right? Yeah. So totally. we're all related. Adam and Steve. Yep. Ooh, you bet. Uh, the Mexican government might have encouraged robbers to cross the border and make trouble. Might have. Mm-hmm. Go make some trouble. 
1843, Sam Houston declared, uh, of course, now he's president again, uh, martial law in the Noasis Strip. That's the area, because the border used to be the Noasis River and until... Yeah, it got that was expanded. Yep. Whenever I hear martial law, I just it sounds like they're saying that like no more no more guns or weapons. You can only use like hand to hand fucking oh, <laughs> like karate. Yeah, like okay. oh, that was another Texas Ranger type of show with some kung fu. Guy oh, it's called martial law. Yeah, that couldn't speak English. That was like a fat, uh, <laughs> fat version of what's his name? Uh, Jackie Chan. Oh, Jackie Chan. What the fuck? <laughs> fat version of Jackie Chan. Yep. I think Arsenio Hall was in it. It's, a, it's on the same channel that has Walker, Texas Ranger. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm all so the way down. All these classics. <laughs> in the eyes of a ranger, the unsuspecting stranger had better know the truth of wrong from right. So back in the Nueces Strip, uh, he, uh, Hayes found three bandits there and shot them dead instead of bringing them back for trial, which is Texas justice. Yeah. Uh, that's because the j- judge would be dead drunk by 9 a.m. Mm. Fucking and shockingly, it wasn't Roy Bean. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Martial law, the main dude is named uh, Samo Hung. Ooh. Holy shit. Cool. 1998 to 2000. Wow. Oh, I've seen this guy. Yeah, he's like, it's like him and, I can't move it too far. It's like him and, and uh, Ars- oh, yeah, him and Arsenio yeah, yeah. Hall are fucking like cop buddies. Cool. Great. Makes sense. Anyway, the Rangers devoted less time for white desperados that stole from Tejanos. Usually they target... Uh, Innocent Mexicans. Yeah. Uh, or, uh, you know... Any Native Americans. Yep. Uh, one of the gang of desperados led by Mabry Mustang Gray, who fought at the Battle of San Jacinto... Uh, Gray vowed to kill every Mexican he found on the Noasis Strip. Uh, a party of seven Mexican traders came across Gray and his gang. Uh, they tied them all together and shot them all. Stole their goods and tobacco. Uh, one was spared when a corpse fell on him. What? <laughs> a corpse fell on him? Did they like yep. just feel bad? Oh man, we're sorry. We botched that. We didn't mean for that corpse to fall on you. We, we were just gonna like shoot you. Like, also, where did the corpse mm-hmm. come from? Was just, it up in a tree? It spawned. Like, like, <laughs> well, they uh, tied them well, in a circle. So like the glitch in Skyrim. Oh, it fell over on. Okay, like I was the, thinking from the sky. Like yeah. the glitch in Skyrim, where like yeah. just a mammoth will come fucking crashing to out of the. <laughs> sky. But the survivor made it back to Victoria and told uh, Victoria and told his tale, but nobody went after Gray. Uh, in fact, in a few years, Gray would be a captain in the Rangers. Of course. So he's... You're just the bloodthirsty type we need. Mm-hmm. Sign here. So Jack Hayes one time got separated from his men and attacked by Comanche. Uh, he fled up the landmark of Enchanted Rock. Doesn't that sound nice? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's now said to be haunted now. Well, of course. Like, he probably... Well, we're about to find out. He'll probably have scalped a grandmother up there and fucking, you know, profaned her remains and... <laughs> But uh, I think this is near Austin, if I remember right. Oh. Uh, it was 425 Weird. foot tall and seen for miles. Uh, Hayes reached the summit and picked off Comanches one by one as they climbed up after him, which is not a, whole, a great idea. Yeah. But the whole base of the rock was surrounded. It's literally like fucking Donkey Kong, only with a muzzleloader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you imagine Mario's got a fucking muzzleloader <laughs> oh, and Donkey you'd be Kong? Don- you'd be Donkey Kong without oh, a muzzleloader because you're shooting down. Oh, shit. 
Just rolling yeah. rolling barrels at him? Yeah, just, yeah. Uh, so the base of the rock was all surrounded by Comanche, and you know, eventually you'd run out of bullets. Yeah, but you could also, like, roll rocks down on their heads. I mean, there's a mm-hmm. bunch of shit you can do mm-hmm. when it's 400 you fucking pee tall. on them? Well, dropping something even 20 feet on somebody hurts. If it's yeah. 400 feet fucking tall... And you can dislodge like some basketball-sized rocks. Oh, you fuck them up. You yeah. open up a bag of hurt at the bottom there. Yeah, and and you probably have diarrhea. So, oh well, yeah, just like <laughs> it's like hot vats of fucking you know. Give, give them that extra fuck you. Yeah, just just arching arching out streaming <laughs> ropey fucking yeah streams of burning liquid poo. Yeah. Oh, and you've been eating like a. Fucking fl- flaming hot Cheeto mac and cheese. Yeah, <laughs> rattlesnake. This move is commonly referred to as the Iron Pigeon. Anyway, while he's trying to hold off the Comanche, his men miraculously showed up and drove off the Comanche. Yeah. This made Hayes famous. The story has been told many a times, and a marker even explains the story, but no official records exist of it. Oh, it's probably bullshit. Yep. <laughs> God, I love this country. <laughs> Uh, Hayes actually had his men practice horsing and shooting, mm-hmm. so this might have been the best trained ranger unit in I history. Like, I like practiced horsing and shooting, not riding. Horsing, horsing. yeah. It's horsing, horsing. Okay, he's just fucking riding it like a skateboard. I was picturing just more like they're all like like your daughter might do when she's pretending. To I'm be horsing. A pony. I'm horsing. Don't I have a pretty mane? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining him riding like a skateboard, fucking ollieing it over rocks and kick flipping this fucking horse. Well, Wilbur, that's some pretty good horsing over there, but can you can you prance with a little more spirit? <laughs> uh, the Rangers would travel light, no pack trains, uh, and they just kind of could carry what they could. Yeah, they're murder hobos, like a D and D party. <laughs> <laughs> uh, snake bites were dealt with by cutting around the bite marks. And packing it with salt for infections. Mm, mm. A little lemon juice. Like yeah. spirit spice. Or mud or prickly pear poultices. Just pee on it. Yeah. No, I was going to say, like, again, fucking the only useful knowledge from that fucking Walking Star book was... Pee on it. Pee in the fucking... Pee in the sand and <laughs> make mud and pack it into the hole. And, of course, if you're out in Texas drinking bad water from alkaline or whatever... Pee out your butt. Yep. That'd be diarrhea of the most... Heinous. Egregious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, if you're sitting with a wet ass all day on a horse, you'd get hemorrhoids. Yeah. <laughs> but they'd use a suppository of salt and buffalo tallow. Oh! <laughs> Whoa! Holy shit. Howdy do. Like, Fuck. Just cruise along. Hello, nurse. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, like the fucking, your, your medic was just like a fucking sadist yeah i was gonna say <laughs> <Fuck> <laughs> he's off in the corner like yeah yeah no no put 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 it up your ass here's some here's some you're jacking off by some, a tree here's some fish hooks and i need you to <laughs> insert at least three of those into your rectum oh that'll, yeah like that yeah that'll that'll slow the flow of the diarrhea down quite a bit i yeah. promise yeah yeah it's like uh and the return of the jedi when they're shooting into the pit of sarlacc which is just a giant asshole in the sand oh yeah, yeah. till they Fucking put the stupid put cartoon parrot, tongue parrot on beak. it. Yeah, parrot beak. Too. Yeah, parrot beak. That's oh, right. Yeah, that's better when it's just a vacuous gaping butthole. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is my daughter's sandy butthole. <laughs> uh, I don't remember her from the butthole surfers. Actually, that's probably the because uh, they had two drummers. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was King Coffee's uh, mm-hmm. sister, 
but like she had to quit because she Queen Coco or like Queen. I, I forget her name, but she had to quit because she started getting seizures from all the uh, strobe lights. Yeah, yeah, that's unfortunate. What's mm-hmm. the? I I fucking ran into a dude with a shirt that just had like a it had a mule on it, and it just said honky really big. I was like, what the fuck? That's a cool shirt. What's that all about? And he's like, oh, it's the bass player from the Butthole Surfers other band. They're fucking awesome. Oh, oh yeah. Honky. I never heard of them. They stole that from the Melvins, of course, which is the name of a album or a song. Oh, really? Both. Yeah. But I saw him open for the Melvins because the uh, Pincus was yeah. playing bass for him at the time, too. So <clears throat> I'll take your word for it. It's all incestuous, just like the 1800s. Yep. Yep. Uh, one of Hayes' privates, <clears throat> his left one, was named Samuel Walker. Yep. Whoa. We know Sam Walker because he invented the gun. Well, he didn't invent it. He co-invented it with Colt. But yeah, uh, yeah Hayes, the Walker Colt. Hayes is, is very likely uh, actually kind of commissioned him to get, like, gave him the wherewithal and money to go up to... Uh, what was it, Whitneyville or whatever, and meet up with Sam Colt. Like, so it's not like Walker just had this massive brainstorm on his sure. own. Because Hayes had, had al- well, Hayes had already more or less like standardized that fucking Patterson Colt yeah. for use with the Rangers. They were one of the first group, like large groups to use a repeating firearm. And, you know, after you get to shoot a bunch of Comanches and Mexican folks and supposed bandits and each other a bunch of times, you know, you, 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 know, you got some notes. Sure, yeah. That. So, yeah, they wanted, as we've talked about in the past, they wanted to take the Patterson, make it bit bigger, fire a bigger, heavier round, uh, and make it uh, uh, have a six-shot capacity rather than just the five. And, you know, shit like a trigger guard is nice when you're riding a fucking so, horse. So, I forget, were they still doing cap and ball, or is it like... That's the kind of the beginning of cap and ball. Okay. Yeah. Um, the pattern, like, as far as I know, I'm sure I'll be somewhat wrong and somebody will crawl up my ass, but, like... Uh, Patterson Colt was kind of the first real revolver as we think of it, and then the Walker was kind of the Gen Two, like the Gen Two, and like kind of like the great granddaddy of pretty much most revolvers that yeah. came after. You know, after the Walker became the Dragoon, there were three different models of Dragoon, and then that all turned into the Colt Armies, Colt Navies, which eventually, sure. when they got to metal cartridges, became the Colt Peacemaker that everybody knows from every Western you ever seen. Mm-hmm. That then. Later, with Magnum cartridges and shit like that, turned into the folk, fucking Colt Anaconda and the Colt Python and shit like that. And it's just a. So every time they made a new one, it was like the hot, Colt. hot patches, bug fixes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it just for a while there, they were just like, this, we're just making these bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, when the 44 Magnum came out, I think Dirty Harry, Dirty Harry though, I think he used a 44 Smith and Wesson. But, you know, back in those late 70s, early 80s, everybody had to have the big fucking yeah. 44 revolvers. And. That, uh, you know, the the Walker Colt was a forty four. It just wasn't a Magnum because they didn't have uh, med- metal cartridges yet. But sure. for its time, it was the biggest, beefiest. Is that the Santa Killers gun? Yes. Okay. Yep, Walker Colts that Santa Killers from Preacher uses. Uh, they're also, uh, I think they use them in Outlaw Josie Wales. And they use them uh, in, uh, what's called the at least the um, original version of uh, True Grit. Even though they call it a Dragoon, they used a walker because it's slightly bigger and looks funny in the little girl's hands. But they show up in a lot of uh, stuff, but like originally I think there was only like a fucking thousand of them ever made, like originally. Oh, wow. Because, well, that's all they did is they went and they commissioned 
enough for each ranger to get issued two of them. And, sure. you, and you'd wear them on your saddle because they were kind of heavy. And yeah. But so, yeah, Sam Walker. Yeah. He was born in Maryland in 1817. At 19, he fought Seminoles in Florida. He was described as, quote, unassuming to the point of girlish modesty. Ooh. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that means. So neither tobacco it's or drink. It's their way of calling him like a little too feminine. Ah, uh, uh, gotcha. Like, like kind of a, well, sure, sure. call him a twink, maybe a twink. Would sure. be the modern Untough. Uh, neither, yeah, he was kind of uh, slight. Uh, neither tobacco or drink was his vice. War was. He enjoyed killing. Oh, so, so murder, a murder sweet twink. combo. Yeah, <laughs> sweet ass combo. Eighteen forty four, he joins the Rangers, but uh, Samuel Colt was not the first to think of a revolving pistol. Moving on to Colt. Ah, there we go. Uh, was. He was the first to deliver a workable one. That's right. That's what I was. Uh, I'm, I'm he, Colt was born in eighteen fourteen near Hartford, Connecticut. From an early age, he tinkered with gunpowder and electricity. <laughs> I'm surprised he survived. Uh, when he was 16, he, in one of his experiments, burned down a building at school. Yes. And he got expelled. Fucking sick. Well, that's, okay. You're like, oh, I'm surprised he survived. No, buddy. That's how you make, like, a supervillain. Like, he, yeah. He literally became the merchant of death for yeah. all of Western, <laughs> like, expansion. <laughs> like, so you, you gotta... You know, play hard, you know, or yeah, you work totally. hard to play hard, kind of. Ah, you would like some guns. Yeah. Come to my volcano. I have mastered electricity and the firearm. Made a rail gun from the 1800s? Fucking A. Well, you know. So he gets expelled. So his father sends him on a ship from London to Calcutta, because that'll shape you up. <laughs> <laughs> there he carves out a revolver from wood. Yep. What the fuck? I'm, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you okay, think about it. They don't have, like, a machine shop like you have now. There's sure, no, like, sure. tool and die fucking, you know, and they're, like, goddamn, uh, what do they call it? like, milling machines. And yeah. Shit. So you got to do a lot. It starts with casting. So you, if you're doing, like, sand, oh, sand cast or something, you yeah, know, yeah, you, gotta, okay, you basically do a sculpture first. And yeah, then you no, I'm a, just imagining him loading a bullet into a fucking wood gun and oh, trying no, to no. fire it out. Like, but, uh, but you can at least work out, like... Well, if you can build right, the springs he's, he's, up, but you can get it to where you're like, okay, this cocks the hammer and advances the chamber or right. whatever, you know. Yeah, he's, yeah, modeling. Mm-hmm. So he gets back in New York. He sold nitrous on the street. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to do some whippets, bro? Not that kind of, no. Oh. I don't think. I don't think so either. I don't know what I wrote there, but. Probably nitroglycerin. Probably. If it's, it's, it's like I said, Sam Colt, Merchant of Fucking Death. Mm-hmm. But with that money, he builds a revolver prototype. Mm. In 1836, at age 22, Colt patented his pistol, even though it wasn't quite ready yet, because sometimes it would catch fire, explode, or when the trigger was pulled. Right. Also, let me butt in for a second and kind of correct myself. Well, I did admit that I don't know for sure that Colt made the first revolver. As it turns out, a revolving three-barrel matchlock pistol that uh, apparently it's in Venice, Italy... Uh, came from 1548, so that's a three-barreled revolver. But that's going to be more like those pepper box things that sure. we show you. And then, apparently, during the 16th century in China, uh, Zhao Shizhen invented the, it's called a Unle Chong. It's a five-barreled musket revolver spear. Which, if that doesn't <laughs> Did sound you say right, spear at the end? I said musket revolver spear, yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, it's just like, it's like a spear, and then there's a bunch of barrels around it, and you know, back then it was smoothbore musket stuff, so yeah, you have a spear, and 
<clears throat> kind of shoot. Oh, look, there's an illustration. Oh, fuck yeah, wow. dude. Dope, and it has a shield built into it. Too. And it what the and fuck? It, look at that. Oh, my fucking God, <laughs> dude. That's going on Instagram. Also, uh, this coming from uh, shoeleatherhistoryproject.com. Uh, Sam Colt started his career by selling hits of nitrous oxide to curious audiences for a cheap high. Really? On the street. Wow. <laughs> so I was uh, right. Yep. Holy shit, dude. I didn't. I just didn't know they had that back then. Really. I fuck. I don't know. How, I mean, he must have had a tank with just a mask or something, and just like I, I breathe deeply. You, I bet you right, it was liquid nitrous and like put a rag, like what they used to do with ether. Oh, maybe oh. soak a rag with it and like you know. <laughs> Wow. I suppose they had pressurized tank because he, yeah. you know, they had air guns back in. Sure. Bucket. Yeah, so they'd have a way to pump shit up. <laughs> yeah, shit. stuff you should know. I just had uh, maybe I don't know a couple of weeks ago an episode about nitrous. Oh, what did they say? What like? I don't know. We'll have to listen to it again. I'm just we weren't paying attention. If you didn't mention Sam Colt, we got to get his fucking on, ass on the show I was again. On nitrous. <laughs> what's your What's your friend's name? Uh, Josh Clark or, yeah. or no, uh, Chuck. Uh, yeah, Chuck, Chuck that's yeah. We had Chuck on the show like when we first started. He got fucking eaten by wolves, so we'll have to get or uh, by uh, coyotes. So we'll have to get his uh, his partner on the show. Yep. Be taken up into new forms down the line in a universe where humans no longer exist. Anyway, uh, since the trigger uh, once you pulled the trigger and it exploded, he found no customers. So the factory was closed in 1842. Oh, no. But the ill-fated Texas Navy, which I'm sure you've heard of because they immediately went out of business. I was going to say, never. I, they're not in, uh, I never saw them in, um, what's the Command and Conquer, Red Alert? You can be like, you can be China, the United States, or Texas. <laughs> so uh, they buy 180 Colt revolvers in 1839. Uh, drunken sailors in 1842 mutinied aboard the San Antonio, the ship, not the town. They shot the duty officer with a colt, Dude. so at least they know that it works. Mm -hmm. Then they hacked him to death with their cutlasses. Holy fuck. Well, then it doesn't work. But I think the, I think the Patterson colt was pretty small caliber, too, and pretty, like, wimpy. It's just going to slow him down so you can chase him up, chase him and cut him to pieces yeah, with a course. fucking saber? Yeah, it's just a, yeah, it's just a wing him. So... You know, you got to be really drunk to be called drunk in 1839. <laughs> in Texas. In Texas. Hey, in Texas. And on, on a ship. Mm -hmm. Oh, and on a boat, yeah. So Sam Houston called the head of the Navy, quote, a bloated maggot. Mm. Uh, he called the Navy a bunch of pirates. So he disbanded the Navy, and the extra Colt revolvers fell into the hands of uh, Hayes' Rangers. That's wow. awesome. Hand-me-downs. So before that, the Rangers used single-shot uh, handguns. Yeah, like the fucking the goddamn Kentucky, Kentucky pistol. rifles. Kentucky yeah. pistol, yeah. Yeah. So that th those were kind of impossible to fire from a horse, try to muzzle load from a horse. Well, and that's the thing is, back in the day, they saw that like um, in old ye olde uh, like European style, because you know it was the transition between like firearm and straight up like knights and armor shit. And there's like. Um, there were several different kinds of, like, they're basically, like, Dragoon-type fighters that would do that, and they'd have what's called a caracol. And what you kind of had is, like, a little squire dude, and he would, like, be sitting there loading pistols, and you'd kind of, like, you'd kind of, like, blackbeard it and have, like, a bunch of them, like, on your body. Sure. And you ride towards the enemy and go, like, pew, pew, and then you turn around and ride in a big loop. You ride away, pull out your other two pistols, sure. like, pew, pew, and you're handing them off to your little squire guy 
who's then like loading them and like so you just keep on doing a revolving door. Oh, and he's like standing on the ground. Yeah, and he's you just, on the ground. You cruise past like you're, him and you're, you're attacking like maybe a like a platoon of like infantry that is sure. they're doing their stupid standing in a line and fucking shoot at you with yeah. their inaccurate shit. And you're charging them, but you're kinda like it's almost like a strafing run. You're riding straight towards them, shoot, shoot, and then turn and haul ass and just keep doing it. And you're coming in waves. It's not just like one guy doing this. It's right. like whole groups of them. So you can get in there and fire a couple shots while they're still trying to like right. load and then be hopefully out of their musket range by the time they're ready to actually fire. Sure, sure. All that kind of shit. But yeah, that was how they dealt with the single shot on a horse thing, but that's not practical in America because we don't have shit like Squire. I suppose it's fucking Texas. They could have probably had and probably did have like slave doing it or something. Sure. But it's just not practical when you're trying to ride and dump powder and, you know, ram it. So you get your uh, Delaware Indians and walking star. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's why uh, when Hayes Rangers in June, 1844, they had each Ranger carrying two Colts. They meet with the Comanche one day. And, and surprise the shit out of them. Because, exactly, because uh, they're not used to that, because they're used to them firing once or twice, and then you can go ahead and stab them. Yeah, it's like, oh, you shot, now I'm going to ride up and spear you, and then send some Comanche, like, you know, turn your ears into your eyelids and your <laughs> balls into, put them up your nostrils or whatever. And mm-hmm. Sure. Because the Comanche would send three at a time, knowing two would get through at least, probably. Uh-huh. Now all three would drop, so now they take off, and the rangers rode after them, uh, moving two-mile fight. Uh, they ran low on ammo. Uh, one guy only had one shot left. Hayes ordered him to shoot the chief who was rallying his warriors for an attack. At a distance of 30 steps, the revolver did its job, which is pretty good range wow. for back in the day. Yeah. Dropped the chief and scattering the rest. Uh, more than 20 Comanche were killed, only one ranger dead. So the revolvers kind of saved the day that day. Mm-hmm. Well, and then, like, years later, okay, so, like, the Comanche learned, like, holy fuck, like, these guys have repeating guns, you know, that's fucked up. And then, like, years later, it's that, like, the Henry, when the Henry rifle came out and the, uh, the fucking uh, Confederates were like, you know, that damn, that damn Yankee rifle that you load on Monday and shoot till Friday or whatever. It's the same kind of thing. It was a learning curve because they were yeah. used to like bangity yeah. bang, but you know you could fit like I think it's like nine shots into Henry. That's when everybody else is still ramming muscle sure, balls. Yeah. That's like a fucking machine gun. So damn, yeah. dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Walker was badly wounded at that, that uh, battle, but recovered. Hayes named the stream next to the battle Walker Creek, and two years after the battle, battle Walker wrote a thank you note to Colt. I'm just imagining with like one of those like sparkly like jelly pens mm-hmm. and like all the eyes are dotted with hearts, big curvy letters. And see, when we're talking about the, the Colts, these Colts, these are still the ones they got from the Navy, right? Yep. So that's these. That's a Patterson. Yeah, that's that, what. That's a Patterson. It, that's, oh, Pat, okay. Not, like it's a Patterson Colt. So that's like right. the, kind of the Sam Colt's kind first of first iteration. marketable yeah. design. Mm-hmm. But look how primitive, like no trigger guard. <laughs> the kind of, I've, I've posted one of those on Instagram okay, before. Yeah, we've okay. talked about it. I'll post another one though. Yeah. Um, no, those things are fucking weird looking. Weird looking, yeah. But boy, oh boy, did they uh, when they evolved, boy, uh, they were history changing. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's why the Rangers kicked some ass in the 1840s there. Mm-hmm. But it was hard to see who the Texans hated more in the 1840s, either Indians or Mexicans, because Mexicans they thought lower than black people who oh, they enslaved. Fuck. Wow. 
Um, oh, this is a quote by Bigfoot Wallace. Oh, okay. Quote, they will feed you the best mucho gracias and bow, but then stab you. That's one reason I hate them so. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. But no mention of, you know, what's causing them to want to stab you in the first place, which is you riding well, into their town, killing exactly. innocent people and taking half their shit. Yeah. It was, uh, you Fuck. know, with the Goliath, that, that kind of pissed off well, a lot of people, Well, that's the thing too. is, yeah, during the, I, I understand how there's, like, hard feelings about the shit that happened during the, you know, like, you know, the whole Sandy Annie and Goliath and fucking Alamo stuff. I can definitely understand that. I was never gotten the impulse, like, people that, you know, probably weren't even born at that time or, or, or like, fucking, you know, had nothing to do. They weren't, like, in the Mexican army or something. They're just some fucking farmer. Then you go and mm, fuck them up. That's a little... Right. Well, Texas it's longer than you have. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's like, this fucking grievance that's, like, like kind of taught to you as a child. Well, well, and a lot of people forget, like, pre, like, Texas, like, independence, there was a lot of former Mexicans that considered themselves Texans too yeah. that wanted to like not be in Mexico like especially uh, like uh, I always think of uh, uh, Juan Seguin who like mm-hmm. was the guy that rode out from the Alamo to try to get reinforcements and shit like that and like you know just wasn't able to get it in time and stuff and you know, he fought on the side for Texas independence and stuff like that. But then as soon as they got it, they're like, fuck you, Mexican. Like, yeah, he's right. Like, well, I was born and raised here. I, yeah. You know, I, I'm part of, well, not anymore. You're not, you know. So. I mean, that shit still happens today, man. Yeah, yeah. You got a Mexican-American family that's being fucking targeted by, you know, fucking Proud Boys or whatever. Right. It's like, go back to where you're from. It's like, dude, I'm fucking from here. I'm well, born and raised here, dickhead. more complicated than that, too, yeah. because a lot of times, especially I noticed when I was living in Texas, if you got... uh uh Mexican-American family that's been there several generations, something that they're just every bit as hard on Mexican-Mexicans as fucking Joe White guy. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they're just like, you know. So, yeah, it's, it's it's a little more nuanced. It's still all fucking just racist as fuck, but, yeah, you know. Yeah, I worked with the ladies like, I'm voting for Trump. Like, what? You're of Mexican descent. I mean, she like, can vote for who she wants to. I just don't understand the thought process. But it's like, well, I came here legally, so fuck the other people. So. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Super duper. Yay. So, that's why we're having such a good time in this country all the time. <laughs> uh, Mexico didn't recognize Texas as a country for the uh, 10 years there. Sorry, who are you again? <laughs> uh, look familiar. Uh, Venezuela? No. <laughs> Canada? No. Uh, they would send small forces to harass Texas, but wouldn't send a big enough army to take it over. Shoes um, untied. Yeah. <laughs> just riding up to the border and mooning people and riding <laughs> off. Mm-hmm. Uh, General Saniani was now Presidente. So he sends uh, General Adrian Wool, who was a French general under Napoleon, because Saniani had a big hard on for Napoleon. Uh-huh. Well, he call, didn't he call himself like the Napoleon, Napoleon of the, the West? West, yeah. yeah. Uh, late summer, Wool and 1,500 infantry and cavalry took. Uh, and he took him to San Antonio and took the Alamo. We don't know about that. Yeah. In response to 200, in response to 200 Texas volunteers and rangers under the command of old uh, Paint Caldwell. What? Caldwell. Try that again. Paint Caldwell? Old Paint. Oh, was he like <laughs> patchy or something? He was like... chipping. Yeah. Said, I just I love this lead shit. too. What a beautiful baby boy. I will name him Old Paint. Yeah. <laughs> Old Paint. 
This is his sister, dry shoe polish, and <laughs> their brother, half-eaten crayon. Uh, they gathered at Salado Creek, northeast of San Antonio. Uh, badly outnumbered, the Rangers wanted to outsmart Wall, the French guy, but they were too dumb. <laughs> their idea was to lure the Mexican soldiers into open prairie and shoot them all down. Oh, that's a great idea. How are you going to pull that out? Like, I'm just picturing them like, hey, what, what do Mexicans like? Okay, so what we do is we put a big pile of beans, you see, out in the field, and they're, they're going to go right for them beans. And then we'll put the laundry basket with a stick and then yeah, tie a string. And then, oh, that's perfect. And then, you know, once they come out there and eat them beans, we'll open up on them like it'll be like a turkey shoot. Let's give it a go. Uh, so Hayes leads 38 others into town. Uh, they take seven men into the main plaza and shouted insults. Insults! Oh, is that the the, the French guys or the Rangers? Uh, the Rangers come in, shout insults uh, at the French guys. The French guys, because we could then <laughs> your use, mother was oh, a- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and well, they- your mother was a hamster, and your father done spelt elderberry. <laughs> I uh, fart in your general direction, some bitch. <laughs> So they hope to have 50 or so cavalry follow after them. They get about four to 500. Ooh. Oh, shit. That's a great success. Uh, the Mexican soldiers follow them into Salado Creek, where the rangers waited in an ambush. Like, in the creek? Like, the fucking Navy SEALs? Or, like, mm-hmm. popping out of the water <laughs> with their eyes opened? With their black powder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. We didn't think this one out. Damn it. <laughs> We should have done Merle's fucking bean in the field plan. <laughs> so they're shooting at long range, killing a few. Uh, more Mexican soldiers arrive to make it about a thousand. So now the Mexican mar- army all march up in their nice uniforms and band, mm-hmm. all lined up all nice in a row. Uh, the Texans waited until they're about 30 yards apart and opened fire. Uh, the Mexicans fell. Like slaughtered beeves, end quote. Yeah, slaughtering beeves. Oh, we're it's back to slaughtering bees again. Back to our roots, slaughtering bees. Fuck yeah. Uh, the, our, the Mexican army kept coming up until bodies piled up and began to impede Jesus. the Mexicans' the charge. Bodies hit the floor. Well, the bodies hit the floor. When you get, yeah, it's like a fucking cartoon. Like, you're, uh, other soldiers, like, tripping over, like, trying to climb over b- bodies of their... Like guy. homeboys and, and nobody's climbing. like trying to change tactics like hey this hasn't been working yep. to the extent I that don't we're, care. Keep going. we're getting piled up like fucking firewood oh, oh just keep keep trying it eventually will work Jesus you'll wear them down yeah eventually. that's because Annie Annie liked uh, Napoleon so much yeah. he wanted to keep it like that well and also he, he was he was pretty good at like pressing like just untrained people into service saying mm-hmm. here's your uniform and your gun you could either be in jail or you could be a soldier yeah but we're also not going to give you any soldier training, but put this shit on and, and walk and do what I tell you. I got a uniform, but no rifle. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I got a rifle that I've never shot. Uh, this kept up all afternoon till the Mexicans sounded their retreat call. I don't know what that sounds like. That's the Canadian retreat call. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, only uh, 12 Texans wounded. Um Holy Would have shit. been a great victory, but the next captain, Nicholas Dawson, and 50 Texans volunteers had driven from LaGrange <laughs> and ran into the retreating Mexican army. They turned their cannons towards them. Oh, no. Oh, no. 
Uh, Dawson tied a white rag to a re- rifle and to surrender, but this didn't even slow the fighting, let alone stop it. This was kind of vicious hand-to-hand fighting with rifle butts, Yay. Bowie knives, and swords. Uh, two guys of that 50 Texas volunteers managed to escape, but the rest were butchered. Oh, Holy shit. General Wool went back to Mexico. Uh, Texas didn't have enough money to go down and take revenge on Mexico. Uh, Houston knew if he put someone in Neptune charge, the Texan army would never uh, make it down to Mexico. Right. And hence, he wouldn't have to come up with money. So he took out a personal loan. Makes it sound like Mexico's a Mexico's a nightclub, and they have a cover. It's like fuck. It's five bucks a head. We got a thousand people. God damn it! They're not going to let us in, man. So Houston picks General Somerville, uh, and volunteers for the invasion gathered in San Antonio. Jack Hayes, Ben McCullough, and Sam Walker join up. Uh, another ranger captain joined was Samuel Bogart, who fought in the Battle of New Orleans, but was kicked out for stealing. He was in the Mormon War in Missouri. No one hated the, uh, the Latter-day Saints more, uh, said Joseph Smith. Oh, great. He had to leave Missouri since he shot his opponent's nephew in a judgeship race. In a what? Like for a judge. For a judge. Oh, judgeship. Okay, cool. I was like trying to imagine what kind of boat that was. So Texas, like now, was full of people on the run. Imagine that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So San Antonio, the invasion of Mexico, kind of broke down as soon as it started. Uh, So the men had no provisions. They went about stealing in town. Uh, They didn't have any shelter either. Stole some houses, too. Yeah, stole some houses. Mm-hmm. General Somerville was late because he was drinking and dancing. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to find the cover <laughs> money to get into Mexico. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> About 500 of the 1,200 men left. This fucking sucks, man. We're going home. <laughs> it was called the Southwest Army of Operations. Uh, it left late in November 1842 and marched 150 miles to the border. Sounds desperately like they're just trying to sound really official, even though they're a major clusterfuck. Yeah, like, totally. How, how do we make this sound legit? We're like, the the Army totally. of Operational Awareness <laughs> Division. Dude. Totally real army yeah. of, of Western <laughs> Texas. Badass. Re- no, that doesn't sound professional. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hayes was picked as a lead scout. Took five hard days through the cold rain to get to the border, to Laredo. I walked out on the streets of Laredo As I walked out on Laredo one day Where they found the 80 Mexican soldiers stationed there. The soldiers looted the town. Uh, They did cross into Mexico and went to the town of Guerrero, Hayes and Bogart and 50 men uh, rode ahead and demanded $5,000 or they would sack the town, which means that you dip your balls into some In the town, yeah. yeah. Uh, the people of Guerrero gathered together $381. It wasn't a rich town. Fuck, man. So they're just... Uh. So the rangers were already attacked, but Somerville heard of it, so he was kind of pissed. He did not attack the town, he there he decided to turn back, realizing he had no control of the troops, and they were cold and wet. So it doesn't take much to turn back an army. 
Right. You know, you talk about Hitler and and trying to invade Russia, but basically, if it's just raining, you can turn back an army too. Yeah, totally. Well, and it's like the they're they're not the Rangers anymore. They're just the fucking gang, like roving gang of fucking assholes. Yeah, I mean the Rangers were kind of just a roving gang of assholes sure. too. But mm-hmm. it's easier sometimes to, you know, when you're trying to do a bigger army like that. And you don't have the logistics. It's a lot harder. If you've only got like 10 guys, you can all come to an accord like, yeah, it's going to be hard. We're going to be starving. That's one thing. Yeah. But if you have like 300 guys, they're not all going to be down for that. No. And they're going to be bitching and whining and stealing shit. But about 200 of the volunteers decide to stay under the command of Colonel William S. Fisher. Ha, ha, ha. Holy shit. We're not going to get into why that's fucking funny. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he is the former Secretary of War and actually was a capable person. Uh, oh, so you, I'm sure you'd fucking say that. Of course. He had a, the biggest dick and uh, just made mad stacks of paper and... Uh, All around. And, uh, yeah, just... Uh, excellent, excellent dude. Just road scholar. Wasn't fucking. a hideous troll. Yeah. Uh, they approached the town of Meyer. Uh, McCullough already scouted ahead and said there was uh, hundreds of troops waiting for you. Uh, Fisher didn't care and wanted to fight despite being outnumbered three to one and was confident of victory because what you're white, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Uh, we can, well, it's like uh Fetterman, you know, give me 20 soldiers and I'll ride through the entire Sioux nation or whatever. And yeah. Uh, ha, 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 ha. yeah. So the Rangers advance into town. Uh, the Mexicans there fired their escopitas, escopita. which up. was a loud, inaccurate musket. Hey, Hey, your name's Ted, right? No, nope. it's Dave. It's Dave. <laughs> well, fuck you then, Dave. Uh, the Texans marched in and forced them to retreat. That night, they behaved like they won, but the next day, they had to fight street by street. Apparently, Escapita is also maybe a synonym for shotgun because I'm getting a lot of pictures of shotguns. Mm. It's also a it's a Greek restaurant in Mexico. In fact, mm-hmm. it, it, yeah, it is. So uh, they fight street by street. A Mexican attack from the rear pushed the undrilled Texans into chaos. Uh, defections mounted as the Texans were short of food and ammo. And Fisher surrenders with a great ah, reluctus. What a fucking poultry. Mm-hmm. So instead of being treated as prisoners of war, the Texans were treated as common criminals. Yay. And Salado, Sam Walker, and others led a mass escape. But wandering the desert, they grew uh, they grew uh, mad with thirst, oh. sliced open the veins of their horses, and drank blood. Yes, yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. They were recaptured. Uh, Santa Ana ordered the execution of all 176 survivors. Mexican General Francisco Mejia objected and got down to every 10th man put to death. Oh, I know what's coming here. Mm-hmm. Mexican soldiers put 17 black beans into a jar of regular beans and had the Texans pick a bean. Oh, no. Yeah. The black ones would be put to death. Of course. Uh, They shot 17 and put them into a pit. Uh, One man survived with half of his face shot away. Oh. Well, and also the other guy uh, wasn't there, the one guy that uh, wanted to give, like, give my buddy here my pants because I don't need them because I'm going to be shot. Oh, yeah. That's right. Oh, we did. I think we we've we, talked about we it. We grazed over this at one point. Well, yeah, because yeah, uh, I think we talked about Bigfoot Wallace for some reason. Sorry, or, glazed. And then like he's one of the survivors of this. Mm-hmm. And who else? Like was Walker. 
There's I don't know. few of the famous rangers like survived. Wow. This. Holy shit. Uh, the guy with half of his face crawled away but was recaptured and killed the next day. <laughs> the Super, rest of the Texans were thrown in prison and dysentery and typhoid killed a few of them. Uh, <laughs> a few escaped. In September 1844, Mexico released the remaining prisoners. Uh, I don't quite have what happened to walk. Oh, yeah. Sam Walker escaped the Black Bean Lottery, then escaped prison. It's called the Black Bean Lottery? Well, it's called mm-hmm. the Black... They call it the Black Bean, what, incident? In the, or the Black Bean... Uh, yeah. That sounds like a shitty emo band or something. I was going to say, the spaghetti... String cheese. String cheese incident. incident. That's what it was, yeah. 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 Uh, September 1844, Mexico released the prisoners. Uh, they got back to Galveston the same day James K. Polk was elected president. Oh, yay. I'm sure they gave James Karate Not Polk. a fuck about mm-hmm. that at all. Then Texas joins the Union in December 1845. April 26, 1846, the war was started between Mexico and the United States. Which that we happened. Know, which we did that whole last episode about. Yes, go back and listen to the Mexican-American War. So Texas was kind of a bonus, but the main reason for going to war was California. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at least Texas got his chance for retribution. Like I said, Sam Walker escaped, finally made his way to Tampico and got in a ship there to Texas. He joined Jack Hayes Ranger Company to shoot Comanches, though he wanted revenge so bad on the Mexicans, though. Uh, he was called Mad Walker. Yeah. Uh, now he'd get his chance with the Mexican-American War. Yep. So I guess we'll cut it off right there. Cool. Yeah, and if you, if you like, again, if you want to check that out, it's Mexican-American War. We did, what, two parts on that? It had to have been. Yeah, yeah where which they didn't quite cover it. Pre- that's, pretty, that's the thing is, yeah. There's so we, much to cover. Yeah. But we, we did cover the Ringgold's Flying Artillery, so I'm yes, just glad we, we got we, to that. We did that, and I think, yeah. And the taking, like, the sacking of, like, Monterey and, like, mm-hmm. all that jazz. Yeah. Well, right. we have a hell of a lot more to do, and it's been a long fucking episode already, so we're going to cut this turd off and uh, go get more beer and then come back and do another have part two. Okay. Which it will be a week later for you all, but for us, it'll be instantaneous. Awesome. Uh, so in that for that, I will say, oh, fuck Mile City. Um, uh, and mm-hmm. hail. Of Gunfire. Yay. Rat-a-tat-tat, bitch.